Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica. So I was at Whidbey Island for a little mini vacay. Is it considered a staycation if you're still in the same state locally? Can you consider it a vacation? I think you can consider it a vacation. I mean, when's the last time you've been to Whidbey? It is Whidbey, but I didn't go too far. But so what's considered a staycation? You just stay at home for the whole week or whatever time you took off? Is that what a stay is that the definition of staycation? To me, a staycation is 20 miles or under. <laughs> 20 miles or under? I actually have a definition. Wow. Where did that arbitrary number of 20 miles in a 20 mile radius come through? That's Monica's decision. <laughs> No, no, I think yours counts as a vacation. I mean, you don't go to Whidbey all the time, right? I mean, and you got out and about, you did things that you normally don't do. I think staycations, like when you're somewhat near home and it implies that like you're doing things around the house, like painting the walls or like cleaning or cooking or making sourdough bread. So actually, you know, when you think about it, quarantine has just been a big staycation for us. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's how, sure. Rebrand. <laughs> Rebranding. I redefined my truth. <laughs> We're not in isolation. It's mm-hmm. a five month staycation. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds way better. Yeah. So it's considered a staycation if you're staying at the Hyatt in downtown Seattle. But if you go off to Whidbey Island or Orcas Island, that'd be considered a vacation. Is that is that how you would define your definition? That's how I define it. So like okay. if I stay at the the Grand Hyatt downtown, which I have, I think that's a staycation. I've also stayed at the Hyatt over in Bellevue. I still think that's sort of a staycation because uh, it's all relatively close. But to me, Whidbey is is a mini mini vacation, a mi- minication. Okay. Got it. Got it. I've always wondered what that was. Like when, when and where, in what situation should I use the word staycation? So thank you for defining that. (laughs) Monica's rules. She has many. (laughs) Hey, give, I'm giving credit because I'm in this bubble of just the East side in Seattle. So I haven't gone beyond anywhere else. I mean, the furthest I've got driven is probably like Tacoma, right? Mm -hmm. So we'd be Island. I love it. Everybody is masked up. I appreciate it. There was one, one car that decided as we were walking on the street, decided to make lamb noises and then (laughs) (laughs) in a Prius. And this, it was a woman that was making lamb noises at us. I was like, what is that? It was like, "Ah!" and I'm just like wondering what that was all about. And then I looked at their back rear window and she's saying like, Bill Gates is taking all of our cell phones and converting it to 5G and making and causing COVID because of it. Mm-hmm. I, apparently, we were a flock of sheep because we decided to wear masks. But mm-hmm. other than that, everyone else in Whidbey Island, we also took the ferry over the Port Townsend. Everyone's masked up. Appreciate it, Washington. We're all doing a great job with that. And Monica, I just have to say something about the ferry system. Mm-hmm. I'm so fascinated by the ferry system. <laughs> Is it just me? I don't know. Are you the person that likes to drive around or wait two to three ferries for maybe an hour, hour and a half for the second or third ferry over. Where do you fall in that? It depends on which island I'm on, like, and and Mm. what are my opportunities to get back? Because on some of the more rural ones, like if you don't have a reservation, you're not getting on that ferry. So sometimes you just have to drive. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, the locals know that the, the, you know, the people who live there <laughs> know to make reservations. It's the tourists that don't. So it just mm-hmm. depends. And sometimes I'll leave my car, you know, in Seattle and then I'll just walk on. Other times I'll take my car and like, you know, sometimes drive from Kingston all the way around to Bainbridge. It just depends on what I'm doing that day. Yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering about that. We we were the tourists, so we had to go standby <laughs> right. on Port Townsend right. and we didn't get onto our ferry. It was probably four o'clock and we didn't get onto the ferry until about 630. So mm-hmm. that was uh, two ferries over. Yeah. Yeah. But it's OK. It's all right. We live and learn. Reservations. Always make reservations. <laughs> yes. When you can, when you can. But I do. I do love I, I ride the ferries a lot, so um, I enjoy them quite a bit. Here's the other question before we start our show. Are people during COVID times allowed to get out of the car and get onto the ferry and walk around? Because I didn't see a lot of people leaving their cars. Yeah. So I wasn't sure about that. So, of course, there are people who walk on without cars. So, of course, those folks are up there. And currently, Mm. Washington State Ferries encourages people to stay in their cars, but you're not forbidden going to the bathroom or to a vending machine. Um, They're not running food service, to my knowledge. So they are absolutely encouraging folks to stay in their car. Ladies and gentlemen, Monica Moni B. Seattle, the Seattle guru. Seattle (laughs) city guru. (laughs) I didn't know this. Yes. On the spot, like asking you this question. This is why you're the expert of our show. Let's get on to our show. Speaking of which, welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast. Holy cow, Monica. This is a special show, special Blossom episode. It's episode 100. We've got a totally different show for you guys. We're going to bypass the what are we eating part. We don't have any recaps. We're actually going to talk a little bit about our show, our favorite highlights. I don't know. I feel like I've told so many people about our origin story. So I feel like all of our listeners know about our origin story. Have we ever talked about our origin story before, Monica? Yes, we've talked about our origin story a lot. And I don't know about you, but people keep asking me on the street. So y'all just need to listen to the origin story. (laughs) Or just listen to our episode, episode 100, because we're going to talk about it very briefly. Oh my goodness. I guess we'll do some mistakes behind the scenes. I just thought of a mistake that we could I could add. And we have a special interview. Way totally different out of the box interview. It's going to be a fun one. We'll talk about that at the end. So Monica, let's get on to the show. How about it? Yes. Happy 100th episode, Nelson. Yeah. Now before I forget cuz I'm always going to I'm always going to forget the thank yous. I want to thank all of our listeners for Thank you for taking this time. Oh my gosh, it's been two years. I had to think about it. It's like, it's not one year, it's two years now. We've done a hundred episodes, never missed a week. It's like elementary school for me all over again, Monica. Perfect it's attendance atten- record. <laughs> perfect attendance record. That's what it is. Mm. Thank you for all the listeners for being there and supporting us and watching us grow. Monica, thank you for being an awesome host, for knowing everything, for covering up all my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have had a better podcast mate we learned about that term last week, podcast mate. For the first time, I couldn't have found a better podcast mate doing this show with me. It has been awesome. Origin story. I have my opinion of an origin story. Monica, I'm sure, has a way different origin story. But hmm. I had this brilliant idea of creating a podcast, and Monica just decided to ride my coattails all the way to 100 episodes. So that's basically <laughs> how it is. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. If you haven't heard us tell this story, we both have the same idea. 
and we shared it one day at Red Bulls. I had helped my friend with another podcast and I had no idea what I was doing. And Monica showed me she had some app on her phone. I can't remember what app it was. Do you remember what it was? Was it like Audacity or something? I think I showed you like two or three different apps. I was ready for this decision making. Right. So it's just basically like, I have the same idea. I was like, yeah, let's totally do it. Well, it took a couple months before we both circled back and decided to try it and do it together. Maybe during those months, it was like an arms race between you and I. It was like, who can get the podcast up first? Or I need to get it up first before Monica does it. Or maybe it was just a out of laziness that we just didn't really care about doing (laughs) starting (laughs) up one. I don't know, but I knew stuff started getting real, like real world real. When Monica wanted to meet up and write up a proposal, she like told me where to meet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all business guys. Write up this notes. And I'm like, holy crap, this is real. This is like actual like work for me. (laughs) So we had to come up with who to interview, what to even call our show. Do you remember what some of the, names we had for our previous show for before calling the seattle foodie podcast do you remember wow calling me on the spot no i don't don't remember i don't remember it was it was weird it's like where are we eating seattle or like what's up seattle or food out seattle i don't remember it was some we had a lot of dumb names but i'm glad we came up with this one we had topics to talk about on the show at that point i think monica was serious about this and it got a little scary for me because I was like, Oh my gosh, we're actually really doing this. And so uh, after interviewing several of our friends and guests around Seattle food community, we recorded our first pilot show outside in the wind in September at new seasons market in Mercer Island, which is no longer a new seasons market. It's a metropolitan market. (laughs) Great job, Monica. We already closed down a grocery store. That's fantastic. (laughs) Oh man. If a business closes, I just blame Mr. Frank's Instagram. So I take no, I take no responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, yada, yada, yada. It's now a hundred episodes. Monica, I don't know what's worse. Either our first episode that was like, in a massive windstorm, it sounded like because of our audio was so <laughs> terrible or maybe the first picture I ever posted on Instagram. I don't know which one's worse. Yeah. I actually liked our first episode. I think it's quaint. Okay. <laughs> I think it's quaint. And we learned a lot, Nelson. And so we definitely um, did. Yeah. Well, I never got to say my thank yous. I like how you sneak me out there. You're just like, I'm going to say all my thank yous first. Um, oh, abs- no, no. <laughs> I say it because I always forget it at the end. It's like, <laughs> It's like you're you're doing your Oscar speech and you always yeah. forget to thank your wife or your husband. And it's like, oh, man. And then now you have to live with it for the next 25 years. Right. Right. The that's, music that's starts playing, cueing you off. Um, yeah. Guys, uh, Nelson is our executive producer. He edits all my swear words out. <laughs> he connects everything. He cuts out all my ums and yes and for sures. Thank you, Nelson. You are a great <laughs> podcast partner. And I think, you know, you and I both really weren't sure of our ability to work with other people on this. So (laughs) I think we both had the same reservation. Like, I'm not sure I can actually work with somebody on this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it worked out for both of us. And yes, I came to that meeting with my spreadsheets and my outline, my my infographics. Oh, so funny. Oh, yeah, it, still do we that. got it off the ground. That's right. the that's the main part. But yeah, we wrote we had a two page agenda, a to do list, task list, everything. It took what, probably two months before we could have everything ready before we felt comfortable to record and launch a pilot episode. I think, I think so. that's how long it took. You, yeah. you were recording a lot of interviews. Like you were just recording a lot of interviews. <laughs> You're just like, I'm just worried we're not going to have enough. <laughs> yeah. Content. It was about content. But, <laughs> but 100 shows later, 
there's a lot. There's so many highlights. There's so many people to thank. I there's just so many names. I I mean, we're gonna spend like two hours thanking every individual that have done this. But I thought it'd be fun to pick out a couple highlights that we've done through the hundred shows. Monica, what do you think? I think so, and you should probably get started because I think we have a, a number. Okay, I love this line. Have you ever d- heard this line? We do it live. F it, we do it live. Have you ever heard this? No. It's it's, from, <laughs> it's a viral quote from, and it's all over on MSNBC and on YouTube because it's a viral quote from one of the most embarrassing people in the world, Bill O'Reilly, mm. and I love it because it's just. So two-faced of him, which is so typical of Bill Mm O'Reilly, because it's like you think he's this person, this like very serious person, and he's like yelling at his crew, "We do it live, we do it live," and then it's just like he's so pissed at them, and he goes like, "And that's the end of Inside Edition. We're gonna follow it up with Sting." So two-faced of him, and so this is this is what reminds me of. But one of the highlights of our first hundred episodes was when we did a live episode from KateCon. I believe it was episode seventy-five. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, Monica, that was quite interesting. <laughs> what do you yeah. think? <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we decided to do a live show for the first time, and it was definitely a challenge. We had to deal with blaring music from artists from ABBA to Jennifer Lopez in the background. People kept dropping off food all day in our booth, and <laughs> in the, and Monica in the middle of the recording. Uh, that, <laughs> That was definitely an interesting episode. It was very hard for me personally to edit. I, it was just a fun way. And I couldn't, I just couldn't get out Jennifer Lopez out of the background. It was just very difficult. Jenny on the block. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that absolutely was quite an experience. I did love that we got to sit at a table and we got to meet some listeners. And so they'd be like, no, I listened to your podcast. It's like, oh my gosh. And then we got to yeah. meet lots of new people. So that was fun. And for you, what's your, what's your first highlight? One of my highlights has to do with Feast Portland, and I have to say that was by far the most epic food event I've attended in my life. And unfortunately, we had only one press pass, so Nelson, thank you, Nelson graciously agreed to let me go. And our friend of the podcast, Steph Forer, was there to keep me company when she wasn't running away from me. (laughs) Just kidding. Not really. (laughs) Not really, Steph. (laughs) But just the sheer magnitude of these events was incredible, and Seattle does not have anything like it. And I loved when uh, we got back, Steph and I recorded a recap show, and I'm really going to miss her when she moves to Walla Walla. That was by far just a huge highlight for me. It sounded a lot of fun. I wish we can do Feast Portland in 2021. Right. I'm crossing my fingers. We'll Me see what, what happens. But yeah, special shout out to Steph Four. Mm-hmm. She's going to be awesome at her new job out in Walla Walla. It's going to be a great, fun transition. Well-deserved. Worked Well-deserved. really hard. Well-deserved. What's your next highlight? Well, speaking of faraway places, <laughs> we have driven far and wide to interview guests, Monica. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So another show highlight was driving all the way out to Portland to Salt and Straw's headquarters and interviewing Tyler Malik of Salt and Straw in episode 22. I just remember us walking through this whole factory. We even got to see the R&D. It's, it's so cool. Really cool. Making ice cream. Tyler giving us all the Valentine's Day pints of chocolate. And mind us, we're in Portland. I can't remember. It was it was quite hot that day, Monica. I don't. It was a little warm. The temperature was. Yeah, yeah. it's a little warm. And he just basically just gave us like five pints of ice cream. Granted, it's three hours back to Washington, uh, to Seattle. He just told us to eat as much as we could and throw it away. It was like so we didn't know what to do with it in the middle of downtown Portland, melting mm-hmm. chocolate ice cream. We were just trying to give it away to pints to strangers. Hey, want some ice cream out of our trunk? Want some ice cream? What do you want to do? Right. I think that was probably one of our. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was my <laughs> most memorable experiences is just yeah driving. we should have got that on we should have videoed that because hey guys people do not accept ice cream from strangers <laughs> yeah yeah not a lot of people apparently don't like to get ice cream out of a trunk right <laughs> <laughs> Remember, it was all melting, and we're trying to do a photo shoot with spoons, oh. and like we're so sticky, we're on a picnic bench, and like there are no napkins anywhere. Still fun. That was a great time. Mm-hmm. We've really we've fun. driven as far as Bellingham up north, mm-hmm. as far down to Portland. Yeah, I don't know east and west, but that's that's north and south. That's about um, where we've covered so far. Maybe we'll get out to a wider range. <laughs> we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see for sure. <laughs> and then Monica, you got one more. Yeah, one of the reasons I wanted to do the podcast is because the stories about people who happen to be small business owners that I've known for a really long time. So the two that come to mind easily are Derek Ellis of Lumpia World and Reese Laneza of The Box and Burgers. And I've known them both for about 10 years each. And so to be able to watch them grow and flourish in the food community is just incredible. And also they hit my food truck roots because y'all know food trucks is my jam. And they both have storefronts, but the memories we share from before, I mean, that's just completely irreplaceable. And so I love being able to interview business owners that I've known for a long time. It's fun for you, obviously, to see them grow and to Mm -hmm. see them go from a food truck to an actual restaurant or just a brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. Here's my last highlight, Monica. One of my favorite interviews was probably with Chef Ryan Donaldson of Gather Ballard, and that was episode 73. We do so many interviews, Monica. It's always a lot of interviews about great food and cooking and so many positive topics in general and interviewing Ryan Donaldson was probably one of the most honest interviews by a chef in the Seattle industry. And Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I still remember this interview. Maybe it was a foreshadowing of our current situation with the pandemic and with Seattle restaurants today. But I just thought it was just a very interesting and poignant interview. Yeah. It was really powerful. And, you know, I I didn't know Ryan that well. And so it was just really interesting that he trusted us enough to open up his heart that way. I thought it was, (laughs) like you said, very powerful. Um, of the state of affairs in in terms of being a restaurant owner in the city. All right. Fun highlights. I guess those would be good ones. I'm telling you, Monica, we could have like a 10 hour show of this, this one, but it was hard (laughs) to narrow things down. Yeah, it was, it was definitely hard, but um, Hey, rebranding. Can we rebrand mistakes until lessons learned? (laughs) Lessons learned. We can do that. Yeah. Lessons learned. (laughs) So our next session is uh, lessons learned, or I had it originally as mistakes, but yeah, let's (laughs) rebrand it. That sounds good. (laughs) I mean, the the obvious mistake is having listening to us to talk about food in Seattle every week. That was a big mistake for all you listeners for (laughs) listening every week. I mean, that's that's number one. But in all honesty, uh, we've made a lot of lessons learned while recording <laughs> an episode every week. If I was smart enough, I should have went back and created this blooper reel for us, Monica. It would have been, again, probably a two-hour show just of bloopers because we mess up all the time. I'm also happy to have Monica as my podcast mate because you should see how many times I've referenced a restaurant and Monica interrupts to tell me that the restaurant is closed or moved or done something and so I'm just like, I'm just inserting face palm emojis all the time. It's just like, you don't understand. It's always like, cut, 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 Nelson. Uh, they moved out of their location and they're no, and they're now in a brewery. And I'm like, when? I have no idea. What happened here? 
So when recording a show, maybe not record with an iPhone 6. I guess that's another lesson learned. Mm. <laughs> maybe have a more superior phone when you're recording. It's <laughs> when coming you're October, October. iPhone 12, iPhone 12. Oh, man. Our initial episodes, this is totally my fault. They sounded so much better when we bought microphones during a Black Friday sale back in November. And all those shows beforehand, just don't listen to them. Just they Just because they sound like I'm recording in a fish tank. Like in a deep, deep fish tank with diver gear and everything. That, that, that's how that's how bad it sounds. Oh my goodness. But what about you, Monica? What about some lessons learned that you can tell our listeners? Well, you mentioned the interviews we did at KCON earlier. And shortly <laughs> after that, we also did Rising Star Chef. So clearly we didn't learn much in those No, weeks. we don't learn anything. <laughs> we didn't learn anything. Um, both were very different with us being completely mobile for Rising Star Chefs. And so literally mm-hmm. we were just walking around with our phones and microphones. And then at KCON, we had a table. Again, like I really enjoyed being able to interact with listeners and meet new listeners when we're at KCON. But I think I would have liked to explore a portable recorder more um, so that we could be more mobile like we were at Rising Star Chefs. That was such a busy night. It was hard to pin down the chefs because they were going everywhere, getting pulled in every direction. So it would have been helpful to be able to just nab them in a corner and ask them a few questions. And uh, so that's one of the things that I think I learned. Yeah, I think we really need to figure something out. Once we find a vaccine or something, it's safe enough to start doing live interviews again with other people instead of calling in remotely from our homes, uh, we'll probably need to find a new recording system for that just to remotely record better sound for you all. Yep. Now, speaking of which, uh, our next section, behind the scenes. People always want to know what's what goes on in recording an episode. How long <laughs> does it take? I had a lot of questions like, how long does it take to edit? And I'm just like, editing. It takes... It takes quite some time. And I don't know if you guys know, like I said, we're pulling back the curtains a little bit. We record on Sunday night at a specific time. I have to get the show out by Monday morning. That's my window. So sometimes it'll be a really, really late night, depending on how many mistakes we made. Actually, depending on how many lessons learned we made. (laughs) But uh, let's pull that the curtain a little bit more. There's so much editing, as I mentioned, it goes on through the show just to make it sound like it's done in one take, but we fool a lot of listeners. We don't record in the same studio. I'm in my study in Issaquah. Monica is in her dungeon in North Seattle. How's that prisoner doing in the other room, Monica? I haven't heard anything from that person yet. Yeah. They're making a lot of noise. And so I had to gag them. (laughs) (laughs) Too loud over there. (laughs) I guess one of the things I'm going to add to the behind the scenes is I do cut out a lot of our throat clearing, (laughs) our non-COVID coughs (laughs) all the time, or just drinking water and just all of these like background noises that I I always am having to silence is it's we do a lot of throat clearing in in our episodes Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you don't listen to. (laughs) Yes, there's a lot of uh, minor allergic coughing <laughs> going yeah. on, sniffling. Yes, for sure. Sniffling. Absolutely. You do a great job of that, Nelson. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And then how about you, Monica? Give us some behind the scenes. Give us some BTS stuff. Pretty much, you know, you and I both get asked a lot about people hosting our meals. I mean, and I, I just want to clear up that we never approach our restaurant about hosting us. I mean, I can't think of a time that we've actually done that. We're always responding to their inquiries. I think the reason for that mostly is, you know, if this were our full-time jobs, 
I think it would be different, but we have jobs that limit our schedules and how much time we can devote to the podcast and everything that goes with it. That's just to clear the air because sometimes people will message and say, you know, how do I approach a restaurant about a tasting? How do I do this? And I'm just like, well, yeah, you can do that, but we don't do that. (laughs) So... Like you said, we have other things on our schedule and we just can't go out and solicit and just like, I always tell people, even in jobs, it's like, don't over promise and under deliver. Mm -hmm. Always under promise and over deliver is in the, in terms of the opposite terms. I don't want to go out and number one, a new restaurant that's trying to get their bearings and tell them, Hey, we're kind of a big deal. This is what we're going to do and just start doing the marketing. I don't think it's in our personalities between you and I that we do that. Yeah, I don't think I would do that even if I had the time. But but really, mm-hmm. when you think about a full day of work and even one event in the night, in the evening, that's a 14 to 16 hour day that we're putting in. And mm-hmm. so that doesn't count other times or even sometimes during the week, we'll do two or three events during a weeknight. It's just even if I had time, I think you're right. I don't think that, that I'd be doing that. And it's not yeah. laziness. I'm just too busy. <laughs> I, I think it's different. Like being lazy and being busy is different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Too busy for you, too lazy for me. (laughs) And that's another thing, Nelson. Nelson (laughs) and I have jobs, you guys, like actual jobs. A lot of people think we do this full time because of what they see in our feeds and our stories. But nope, we need to pay the bills, guys. And this podcast does not generate any revenue. (laughs) So I have been grateful staying at home since March because life was getting really busy for us. And like you said, Nelson, like we're headed for our second anniversary for the podcast. It was getting really hard to manage with my family. I mean, going out three to six times during the week, it was it was a bit much. So I'm grateful to have some time to gain some perspective. I can't imagine with you having your family and then doing all these engagements because mm-hmm. it was even difficult for me and mm-hmm. I don't have children or, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, just me trying to organize <laughs> my life. And I'm just like, oh man, we have an event on Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, nothing on Friday, but then we got to go back on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's so overwhelming. So it's overwhelming. Yeah. Silver lining amongst this pandemic is that things, life has slowed down a lot and it's nice. You get to reevaluate and see what's more important. Organize your life a little bit, which which is nice. Yes. All right, Monica. So pretty much that's about 30 minutes of just us complaining about things. What do you think? I think that's good for the complaints, for the, for the Festivus airing of grievances on Seattle yes. Police Podcast. But I yeah. hear we have someone who's going to talk to us. Talk to us? Yes. <laughs> so our interview today is, it's a bit different from our nat- normal interviews. For our 100th episode, we decided to interview a listener on our show. It's a bit different, but Monica and I wanted to say thank you. And I thought it would be fun to have a loyal listener as a guest. So today's guest is one of the loyalist of listeners, Wendy Cotto. You can find her at when 98107 we're gonna interview a listener today and here it is hey everyone we have a special guest today this is gonna be so much fun because of our 100th episode we are having a loyal listener on air being interviewed because we're so vain you probably think this song is about us we're so vain you probably think this song is about monica nelson don't you don't you this is Wendy Cotto. Wendy, how are you doing? AKA, let me let me introduce you first. It's 
It's when 98107. You guys, go follow her. She's at follower 999. Go follow her. She make her 1,000 followers. But <laughs> Wendy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks. Awesome. So tell us, why do you like us so much? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's just as a foodie, uh, tell me how you got into this whole thing. I We always ask this question to everybody. You know, I, I, that's a weird thing because I don't even know how I did. I just realized that I was taking too many pictures of food. <laughs> and I'm like, so I started taking them off of my Facebook and putting them more on my Instagram. <laughs> so that's how that kind of happened. Yeah, I don't know when I realized that I had to stop my family before they ate so I could just so I could take a picture. My dad will even like wait now. So that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's all a rite of passage for all us foodies like that. It's like, at what point yeah, did I you... Have your parents just stop everything so you can take multiple pictures. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, hi, Wendy. <laughs> oh, by the way, Monica's here. I forgot about that. BT Dubs, Monica is also here. Wendy, so great to have you join us. And um, fun fact, you and I know each other through a mutual friend, Carol C. Um, off we of do. Yelp. Mm -hmm. And so that was a really nice connection. And takes us a little bit back. So, Wendy, you are just a huge supporter of our show. And I'm not saying that other people don't listen loyally, but, like, we know you listen because, like, you'll you'll tag us in stories or you'll have conversations with us about it. And, and so this next question is, yeah, what do you like about our show? But also, you know, what are some ways that we can improve? I don't know about improving, but what I do like about your show is you guys are funny. <laughs> you have chemistry. I don't know. I was afraid to say that since, you know. Hashtag not a we're couple. Not, we're not a couple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See? I love it. I love that she gets our jokes. Our... Sometimes it's just too meta for people, you know? <laughs> I'm probably older than you guys, but I like that you're, I can relate to a lot of what you guys talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, being Asian, but also Nelson, you growing up in Washington like me. Mm -hmm. Monica was actually the first person I ever met via instagram oh i'm a lot of people's first <laughs> that's not the first time we've heard that story wendy <laughs> i feel special getting interviewed by both by both of you oh that's kind of exciting yeah well you know i mean you support us so much it's just like we were both happen to be available often it's scheduling right with jobs and things but no, thank you for being such a loyal listener. And yeah, if you do think of ways for us to improve, by all means, let us know. Oh, of course. Well, I feel like I saw you guys at the beginning, you know, before your first, I think you were off to your first interview. Mm -hmm. I was having dinner with you guys when you had to go off to your first interview yes. for the first podcast. That's so right. That's what was kind of knowing that you're, you know, seeing it all grow mm -hmm. so much is kind of fun to see. So, oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm <laughs> blushing. I don't know my cry, but you're all about to make me cry right now. Great. I'm not crying. You're this, crying. <laughs> well, this is, it's awesome. We, we love having you on. I think you were the first, first person Monica and I thought of was like, we should have her on the show for a hundredth episode. So this is, Aww, it's always great. That sounds, that's nice. Thanks. And I appreciate someone understands my 1980s or 1990s references. Because oh, when I say, <laughs> when I talk about Top Gun to these millennials, they're like, Who? I was like, no, not exactly. who, what? No, just like, oh no. It's like, like you have to watch this movie. It's like, okay, whatever. Okay, boomer. And I was just like, and they just move on. Well, they're rebooting Top Gun, right? So pretty soon people will at least know the names. 
Right, but nobody knows like Ferris Bueller's Day Off or any more obscure movies. Oh my gosh, like, I watched it two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> Wendy, for our next 100 shows, I'm hoping we get to 100 shows. I mean, we're Monica and I keep bickering all the time. I don't know if we can even get to it. But I'm just wondering. That's what makes your that's what makes your show good. That's one of the things that makes it good. Too. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. yeah next the interaction. Yeah. <laughs> Tune into our 101st episode when we have a family counselor on. <laughs> we should do that. <laughs> we should totally have a counselor on. In the future, what are some things you'd like to see us hear or do? Like any ideas that we could just like, what would you like to have on? I kind of miss your neighborhood. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, reviews. I thought those were really cool. I've been happy with what you guys, I've, I, the, the thing that's been nice about, not that it's COVID, but the thing that's been nice about that way is I don't hear, you're, you're talking more about actually going to restaurants rather than going to events, mm-hmm. which I kind of missed a little bit when there wasn't COVID going on. So that's kind of nice. Just hearing about the different places. Yeah, that, to to. that's great because, you know, we had to kind of put the neighborhood thing in the, in the background for a little bit, especially when mm-hmm. COVID was very very in its infant stage oh, yeah, just like well we can't really do a neighborhood yeah. watch because <laughs> people really can't go out and eat anywhere but we could we, we were toying around with doing a takeout neighborhood section so maybe we should bring that back you know and see how that goes well even just i mean it wasn't like you you necessarily went there but it was just places that you suggested mm-hmm. Absolutely. which i you know especially the international district which i think was really nice because since I work over there, mm-hmm. it was nice to hear like where to go and what to order. And a lot of the places, some places, you know, there's typical places like everybody knows about like Tai Tung, but you brought up a lot of other places that I think people never even heard of. Yeah. The little places. And especially since I work close there and I, I always, this is really sad because I used to always go to the Pioneer Square side. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I am at work now, especially I try to hit a lot of the stuff in the ID within walking distance. Because I'm on like Fifth and Jackson, mm-hmm. which is really close to everything, so it's kind of nice to like check out some of the places you went to. I wrote down a list. Sometimes I had to go back and listen to see what I had to order. <laughs> <laughs> suggested at certain places, but yeah, that's been really nice. Uh, and I don't really drive, so and I can't. Really, I'm not really taking the bus right now. It's just kind of what I can walk with. What's in walking distance, you know? Mm-hmm. It's been fun. And Carol and I actually went to A plus. Oh, yeah. And I told her, oh, we have to order this stuff since Nelson. <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. Oh, I don't want the pressure. Don't give me that pressure. <laughs> Let me tell you. Car- I hate I hate that pressure, too. <laughs> and Carol's pretty real, too. She doesn't like it. She'll tell you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Wendy, are there any guests you'd like to hear from that we haven't interviewed yet? Like, my goodness, we've interviewed upwards of 90 people over over the last oh almost gosh, two years almost two years no i mean you guys have interviewed a lot of people a lot of friends i know so that's really been cool um i always think it's cool when you do the chefs um or owners of restaurants it's just nice to hear the background and and how they got started mm-hmm. but i don't think there's anybody that i can think of there's no dream list <laughs> got it wendy wants david chang <laughs> yeah, well, on the show you know, like, that'd be as, nice. <laughs> as well as Gordon Ramsay okay thanks thanks for uh, thinking highly of us Mom. Wendy appreciate it I'll work with Gordon's people let's get him on that's the right. show that's right reach out to those, those, those you know you know Nelson loves Bobby Flay <laughs> oh I love that Bobby Flay 
<laughs> he sure knows how to make that Santa Fe Tex-Mex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to be on chop, too. It's <laughs> yeah. uh, just awful. No. <laughs> well, let's let's turn around a little bit. Wendy, we both know you shop local, and it's it's awesome that you support local businesses. For our listeners, for people that don't know how to shop local, how, how can they support local businesses in Seattle? What's the best way? Well, of course, Intentionalist. I met Laura like uh, probably about two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. three, uh, pretty much when she started in Seattle. I met her at uh, Conan's Diner. Mm. And uh, when I saw what she was doing, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I'm born and raised in Seattle, so I think mm-hmm. that's why it's important to me to feel like I'm supporting local um, and buying from local businesses but she's like the first place i go to intentionalist yelp because i do yelp but i don't necessarily always trust people's judgment on yelp sometimes because sometimes i feel like at least you know it's based on a customer service thing sometimes i think people are they don't realize that if somebody's going through a bad day and if they do have bad service sometimes i think they can be a little bit tough on people Mm -hmm. Uh, especially now Mm -hmm. you know you know as somebody who doesn't drive (laughs) always like before all this happened used to get off the bus early and walk from madison to jackson in the morning you know found a lot of places that you didn't know about just walking like that i think because i don't drive i notice some things more than other people i don't know yeah no i totally agree i think walking around is probably one of the best things and not just seattle but the entire united states is like everyone's Mm -hmm. driving everywhere unless you're living in a very populated area like new york or maybe san francisco or chicago where it's through subways and whatnot but it's a it's a rare thing that people just just decide to i'm gonna walk down this neighborhood walk through this neighborhood and see what kind of mom and pop shops there are and people are always on the go on the go on the go that it's just nice to just walk and discover all these like hidden gems around Mm -hmm. okay here's the big question wendy Tell, uh-huh. tell us a couple places that you're eating and you can give us some of your favorite spots or what you've eaten recently. Now, I, I love it because on Yelp, you're one of the first people every time I look up a restaurant, you're the first review that pops up because I follow you. So I do know kind of some of the places that you go to, but this is exciting. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's not creepy. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> I've been going to Pork Chop a lot because it's close to me. I mean, literally, like really close to where mm-hmm. I, I live. Um, I could walk there. I really like his bagels that he's been making lately. There's not many people that make a bagel with togarashi on it, mm-hmm. oh. which is kind of a neat take on, on a bagel. But it was funny because you guys had went to Kenlin recently. Mm-hmm. I had a friend that I was visiting with this past Saturday. He lives out in Snohomish, so he doesn't really get a lot of <laughs> diversity in his food. A <laughs> um, so... lot of pizza and pasta. Good, good way to put that. Yeah, yeah. good way to put that. <laughs> He's a person that I went to Connor and Amanda's wedding mm-hmm. with in uh, in Thailand. Mm-hmm. So when I asked when I was throwing out places to eat lunch at, he goes, "Oh, let's have Thai food." And I go, "Oh, I said, I said, I, I said this would be a good place." So mm-hmm. yeah, I was happy to go back there and visit again after having dinner with the East Side people that yeah. one time. It was fun. Hey, Monica, <laughs> I had I had dinner at Kinlan with Wendy way before you did. No, I know. Start getting jealous, Monica. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, how does that feel? Oh, That's yeah. Right. Wendy's way more special than you. How does that feel, Monica? <laughs> That's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were trying to decide. Be, it was either going to be Kenlin or um, Monica's favorite place in Wallingford. No, <laughs> yeah, the other place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the restaurant we shall not name. <laughs> no, <I'm just> 
Nelson's trying to create a Thai, oh, thai man- food war, uh, <laughs> Thai food war in North Seattle. <laughs> Keeps trying to do it. <laughs> well, and of course, Monica's got me hooked on mango stain too. Of so. course, oh, yes. Yes, that cut and cook barbecue slash boba bar Seattle slash mangosteen. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, their wings are really fantastic. I just I actually just wrote a Yelp review about mangosteen recently. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, I'm going today. Good. I'm pretty sure I'm going today. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I could see why you go all the time on it because they're very addicting. Yeah. You know, they are. And, you know, I could I could excuse it when they were a little bit closer at Salt Lake Union Saturday Market. But still, I find a way to get there. <laughs> and if I don't, I, I commented on someone else's post of, of the wings. And all of a sudden, Ty hops on, the owner, and he's just like, Hey, Monica, you haven't been here in 17 days. I'm all, uh oh. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's paying attention. <laughs> he's always, that, I mean, that's how it is when you meet someone on their very first day of business. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wendy, this is so awesome. We love having you on. Thank you so much. I want to ask you one more question. Where can people find you on social media? Well, on Instagram, it's when98107. And then I do have a Twitter account, but I don't use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Facebook, just under my name. Awesome. And then go follow her on Yelp, guys. Go friend her and follow her on Yelp. That's Do that as well. All right, everyone. Tune in next week when Wendy and Monica take over the Seattle Footy Podcast and kick me out as a host. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, thank you so much for coming on to the show. We really appreciate it. And we really thank you so much for listening all this time. It's it's really great. And we love having you on. Oh, thank you, too, for having me on. It was fun. It's always fun listening to you. I think it's because it's your friends. So it's just like listening to friends, you know, talk about food. That's so what we want people to think. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> been just great watching and you you guys just grow and get more fans so i'm excited for you thank you so much wendy yeah thank you so much and that was our interview with wendy cotto when 98107 you can find her on instagram monica wendy mentioned in the interview that we recorded one of our first interviews for the podcast when we were with wendy at an intentionalist dinner Mm -hmm. do you remember what that interview was who was with it was an interview with Seattle Pops, Megan James, just down the street from where we were having dinner that night. It was. I thought I would stump you because it's been 100 episodes. I thought yeah. you would forget, but we're, apparently- We're Carter Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> you can find that at our Seattle Foodie Podcast trivia night that we'll have in 2021 so or, or 2022. I don't know. 2023? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Seattle Pops. That was episode three. I can't mm-hmm. believe how long ago that was. Long yeah. time. Long, long time. time. Well, Monica, a hundred shows. What's going to be on the docket for the next hundred, you think? Oh, my God. Flying goodness. cars. Are we going for another hundred? Like, is that a thing? Two. <laughs> I'm tired. Two food devices. I'm thinking like Jetson's food tube. Right. Like, everybody has a tube <laughs> up, up in the sky, and you can just like. Star Trek Next Generation Replicator. You can ask for anything. Burger from Dick's mixed in with some little Woody's ingredients and pop in through the tube yeah. is our little burger. I don't know. What do you think? My favorite episode was when the replicators would go haywire and just start spitting out all this weird stuff. Let's see. Another hundred shows. Um, I anticipate life will look very different, but I'll probably still be fat <laughs> from eating all the food. <laughs> we need to rebrand fat. 
can we go like robust or uh, robust? What's another? What's a better term? Um, uh, well-rounded. No, no. Well, well. Overly balanced. We'll overly call it that. Balanced. Overly balanced. Overly balanced. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, you know what's a good sign? Restaurants are opening up. Yeah. New restaurants are opening up in oh, Seattle. Yeah. That's a really good sign. Meaning. Hopefully we're turning a corner. Things are getting back to normal. Yeah. In the next hundred, I'm hoping we can see each other again, Monica. <laughs> so <laughs> visit people and life is back to normal. That's what I'm hoping by show 200. Yeah. I think I think that's going to happen before 200. Okay. <laughs> Book it. Book it. Okay. Let's... All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and for listening to all of our 100 episodes. We love all you followers. Thank you for everything, you listeners. Thank you, Monica. Thank you for being awesome i was gonna say thank you for being a friend whoa anyway (laughs) you nelson you're the best (laughs) it's been a wild ride we'll see you next week have a wonderful time in the time being and happy eating seattle thank you so much for listening don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on in the meantime you can find us on instagram and facebook at seattle foodie podcast and on twitter at seattle food pod you can also email us at seattle foodie podcast at gmail.com thanks again and we hope you enjoy the seattle foodie podcast